Welcome back to another episode of Kindred Conversations. I'm Brittany Fry. And I'm Paris Tews. I'm going to... Yeah. You know your first? <laughs> I know where you're... Okay, go first. <laughs> okay. I am grateful today for... Oh, yes. Okay. So a couple of weeks ago, I <clears throat> was doing part of my scripture study in the morning and was thinking about Sundays and anyway, basically had been realizing that my Sundays were feeling like I was dreading them every single week. Just like, Oh my gosh, I, this it should feel like I should be excited at the end of Sunday. Johnny's always like, dang, tomorrow's Monday. And I'm like, what do you mean? Today was so hard. Like <laughs> it was just feeling like so much. And we host every Sunday and like I'm still Sunday, I, a lot of the day I'm by myself. So I'm still like taking care of all my kids by myself. And my kids also like have this expectation that they get just like a buffet for breakfast. I, I just, <laughs> I wonder where they got that idea. Honestly, honestly. <laughs> it's just from their, the fries, the fries, the, psycho well, the fried children. <laughs> oh my gosh. So anyway, yeah. Didn't realize the standards I was setting with a one-year-old, but now that one-year-old is four and there are standards. And he remembers everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, I just was feeling like, oh my gosh, what can I do to look forward to my Sunday? Because I'm dreading it and I don't want that. Like I want this to be a special, awesome day that I look forward to and that truly, uh, that my kids look forward to and that truly feels restful to me. It feels like I get to enjoy my weekend anyway. So I just rewrote my entire Sunday plan and really, really simplified and, um, have been doing that the last couple of weeks. And it's just been so nice. I will say the last couple of weeks have also been like, we had family a couple weeks ago and it was Easter and anyway, so they've been extra special, but regardless, I have felt like, simplifying and being way more intentional and really envisioning like, what do I want for that day? What feeling do I want to have? What do I want my kids to feel? What traditions do I want? And really implementing those has been immensely helpful. So I'm thankful for that. And now that I'm saying this, I'm realizing I need to do this for like every day of the week. Okay. No, I love that you said that because I think it's just a powerful reminder that we are in control. Totally. And if there is something that is feeling out of control or something that we don't like, we have power. We can change things. We can adapt. We can, and there are things that are just phases. You know, Sundays are going to feel more restful probably when you have teenagers that want to sleep in versus really young kids. But there are things that you can do now. And I love that you just took ownership of it. And I'm proud of you. Go you. you. I'm inspired. It just, I'm realizing that if you don't, especially with little kids, like if you don't, if you're not intentional about it, if you don't take it over, you know, have control, like not that your kids, but just like your life will have control yeah. of you. You know, you just fall victim to 100%. all the things. So anyway, great point. Okay. What about you? Yeah. I, we could really dive into that. <laughs> we could do a whole episode on that. <laughs> we, I'm taking mental side notes. notes yes. <laughs> um, okay. I was actually just thinking, I am so grateful that my kids go to bed early and you should be. It's, no, I really wait, am wait, so wait, grateful. Wait, 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 <laughs> can I, can I interrupt you? Yes. As those words are coming out of your mouth. <laughs> the irony. Oh, no. What's, what's happening at your house As right those now? words just came out of your mouth, I am not exaggerating. Johnny texts me. Brooks just figured out how to unlock his door. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Which means, Brooks, he's supposed to be sleeping Poor. right now. <laughs> Poor Johnny. Johnny 
Bonnie's holding on the Anyway, I had to laugh. The irony as you're saying that. that I'm like, you so should funny. be grateful. No. Anyway, yes. Well, here's the reason I'm extra grateful for it, too. We are recording now. It's 8 o'clock. We're recording. And Pierce is out of town, which he's out of town fairly often. Totally. He works late a lot. And that's honestly when I prefer to record. I prefer to record when he's gone or working yes, late yes, because yes. I'm free. Yeah. And I feel so grateful that my kids they're deep sleepers they're gonna sleep and i know that we can have this uninterrupted time to totally. work on something that is so fulfilling to me so special to me something that i feel like i really need and really value and i know i just feel really grateful that that's how that it's worked out and that it's been something that we've been able to continue yes so, for sure and i feel like that's 100 percent why because they go to sleep well and early for and sure like you're not without your sleep struggles but this no. is this is don't for fact, sure both be up in the middle of the night but they're asleep right now but this is in fact a huge blessing like, it really is it right? is a blessing yes, yes absolutely and i, I just wanted it. to take a second to be grateful good i'm grateful for it too i'm a recipient of it because i gotta be here right now with sleeping kids yeah. <laughs> Okay, our episode today um, is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Paris, we've been promising this one for a while. Yeah, we have been. I Probably a long while, honestly. I feel like we first thought up, we should do an episode on this well Forever within again. last year. May have yeah. been even before that. But anyway, excited that we finally got to it. This book, first of all, I feel like. I, this is one I would recommend everybody read. Yeah. Sometimes we read books that we're like, oh, I don't feel like you have to read this, but I really liked it. Here's the thing about this book. There are a lot of books that I feel like really shift my perspective and change my view of the world or parenting or a certain aspect of life. And this didn't do that, but it gives you all of the tools that you need to make really, really powerful impact and changes in your life. I totally agree. If you don't want to listen to it, you can just listen to us tell you all hundred percent. And my other thought my recommendation, I was telling Johnny this because we both have listened to it in the past, but it's been a couple of years. So I reread it physically this time, which Paris and I talked about. We have different strategies. I love to physically read um, self-help and Paris likes yeah. to listen. So find your preferred method. Yeah. But I was telling Johnny um, that if you, if I were to recommend this book to someone, I would say before you start reading it, I would come up with a couple of goals or areas of your life that you want to improve yeah so that while you're reading it you can specifically be thinking of how those how you're going to improve those areas because otherwise you could make it to the end of the book and be like okay wait now I gotta start over and think about something specific you know what I mean yes that's great advice and I will say too our discussion is going to be largely geared towards moms as usual but it was interesting last time I read this book I don't think I was a mom it's been a long time since I've read this book and a lot has stuck with me but it was interesting going back and listening and realizing okay my life just looks really different now and my goals are different what I want to achieve is different and the structure of my day is so different so I'm really excited to talk about how a lot of these principles apply in this phase of life especially Yeah, I love that. Okay, at the beginning of the book, he gives a just he gives the definition of a habit. He says it's a routine or behavior that is performed regularly and in many cases automatically. And then I know you had a note to talk about this a little bit, but I loved that he ta- he says that the purpose of this, the purpose of of these routines or behaviors are uh let's see. Oh, is to fulfill your potential. Yes, okay, so the author just a little bit of background on him. He 
um, grew up playing baseball. It was his passion. He had a goal to be a professional baseball player. And when he was in high school, he had a very, very intense accident. And he had to be flown in a helicopter to a hospital and really just long-term damage for him. And he talks about recovering from that accident. And he went on to play, I think he went on to play in college. Yeah. And he talked about it and he, he said, and this really, really struck me, but he said, my, my athletic career wasn't something that was so noteworthy and so huge. You're not going to read about me in any papers or any history books. But the thing that is so noteworthy is that he achieved his potential and he recovered from something really hard and he put in a ton of work and consistent effort that helped him achieve his potential and honestly is there anything more that we could want for ourselves than to reach our potential you know I don't need to I don't need to have any huge accolades or anything like that but I do want to be the best version of myself and I think that that's the biggest takeaway from the book and the biggest thing that I am walking away with no, I totally agree. That's something that I thought was interesting. He, t- he a couple of times in the book, mentions how, like, we... <laughs> I'm trying to think of the way that he said this because it didn't sound, like, so doom and gloom. But basically, he was like, guess what? Like, we're not all going to be Michael Jordans. You know, like... <laughs> and that's great. You know, that's great. We have other unique talents. Exactly. But, I, but he said it in a way that made you feel like, but... Like, I can feel awesome. I can still succeed in so many things if if I make the, these tiny little changes. So the reason he calls it Atomic Habits is because he says that these are like the 1% change, the teeny tiny little habits that you build into your life that over time will change the direction of your life. So he says it's like how, it's like an atom. It's like a teeny tiny little thing that makes up something greater. So atomic habits, there you go. But one thing that I love that he said is that success is the product of daily habits, not once in a lifetime transformations. And I was thinking, (laughs) I was thinking about that a lot in terms of the podcast, how we did a rerun episode last week and I went back and was like listening through some episodes that we might want to re-air and in listening to them, I was like, oh my gosh, we, we have gotten so much better. <laughs> not to like toot my own horn, but because I'm not like, wow, we're awesome. But listening to those, I'm like, holy cow, we've improved. Anyway, and that's what I was thinking. It's like, you don't have these overnight transformations. And a lot of times we see other people and think like, whoa, what? Like all of a sudden they, you know, we're blessed with all of this, whatever talent or luck or whatever it is when really it is regular habits that they're building. And I was thinking about that the pod, with the podcast. Like, I hope, I hope that one day it will look like, whoa, we had an overnight transformation, but like what people don't see are all of these little habits that we've built into recording. And anyway, I, I, I just loved that thought. Yes. And it's funny because when you see someone else, that's a success, you perceive, oh, wow, they, they're an overnight success. They have so much talent and that's how it's perceived from the outside. Right. But really it's the culmination of so many small things. And the coolest thing I think about this book and the thing that stuck with me the most from the first round, and I know actually that we've actually talked about this on an episode before, but 
he really focuses on dialing in your identity and the type of person that you would like to become. And he honestly focuses everything around that. Every Everything that you do throughout your day is a vote towards the person you would like to become. So if you want to be a healthy person, then you are going to eat a certain way and you are going to choose to walk instead of t- and, and take the stairs instead of take the elevator and your choices and these tiny little choices that you make every single day that are a vote towards this identity of being a healthy person will one day you'll look at your life and you'll be a healthy person and it's not just going to happen overnight it's just the little things that happen again and again and again okay I I wrote down that this was like a two-part process which I love you know I love a good like reflection moment and then move forward being intentional about it and so what I wrote down was number one think about who do you want to be or who do you want to become and then number two what kinds of things does that kind of person do yes and my favorite thing about this mindset is Obviously, I love it in all the areas of life, but I love it about motherhood because I think whether or not you feel like you really struggle with quote unquote mom guilt, which I mean, I think we all do, but whether or not like you would, you know, label it as that, I think we all are beating ourselves up a little bit about not being the kind of mom we want to be, you know, in some way or another. We're maybe feeling like, oh, I should have done better in that way. Or like, or I got frustrated at that moment and I shouldn't have. Or, you know, if I worked harder to feed my kids better, they would be better eaters. If I worked harder to encourage independent play, they would never get bored. If I worked harder, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I loved, I loved the freedom that I feel like this mindset shift really gives you to, instead of thinking about yourself as like, oh, I am a boring mom who wants to be more fun or I'm an angry mom who wants to be happier or whatever it is, you can think I'm a really happy mom who got frustrated for a second. And then you get to pick up and move forward as the happy mom that you are, you know? Yes. Or I'm a really fun mom who is really tired today and I get to be tired today and then guess what? I get to be the fun mom again because yeah. that's who I am. Yeah. And I think just that mindset shift naturally, I mean, obviously he talks about that in the book, but naturally that makes you act and make those little decisions like the because person you're taking would. pride in your identity yeah. as you should and yeah. the identity that you want to have. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to talk about, let's talk about the four parts about, of, of a yeah. habit and then yeah. the four laws of behavior change. Okay. So the four parts to a habit are cue, a cue, a craving, a response, and a reward. So the cue is the first thing that makes you, that reminds you of this action. The craving is the desire to do it. The response is the actual action itself. And then the reward is the thing that you are craving. It's that dopamine hit. It's whatever you get the rewards. You okay, for. let's give an example. So the mm, cue. Do you have one? The cue is dinner's over. Yeah. And after dinner, you crave a cookie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you eat a cookie and the reward is that you feel satisfied. Yeah. That's the habit. Love it. I, from no personal experience. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. So the four laws of behavior change because that's, there's so much power in being aware of your habits. And that's one thing I love about this book too, is it makes me look at my life and realize, okay, I'm doing so much automatically. 
I'm doing so much automatically. And if I have the power to change these things, then I am just becoming more like the person I want to be without even thinking as totally when they're implemented because right. habits are something that take that don't take effort just right. by definition which right? is which was interesting don't you love how some I feel like some people don't like this but I love <laughs> I love how self-help books I okay to be honest I don't like that term self-help I wish there was a better I don't know what do you want to call it? Motivational. <laughs> the motivational genre. Um, <laughs> we know what you're talking about. Great. But I love how, like, I just feel like truth is truth. And what you hear from one, like, so easily, I'll be like, oh, find your people. Oh, think yeah. like a monk. Oh, this, that, that. Like, I just, anyway, it's making me think that when he talked about getting your habits down to the point that you could do them without thinking about them, it totally made me think about think like a monk. And how that's actually like a really healthy state for your mind to be in. Yes. It also made me think, I read a book called Willpower in college and I don't remember very much about it, but I do know, you know, willpower is a muscle and when something is automatic and it's a habit, it doesn't take willpower anymore. Right. I think that all the time about being gluten-free. People ask me if it's hard to be gluten-free and it's not like, it's just what I am. I don't. Yeah. I don't make a decision every time someone offers me gluten. I just, like, I don't eat gluten. It makes me sick. I don't eat it. I haven't eaten it in, like, purposefully in 10 years. I don't eat it. It's not, it takes me absolutely no willpower to not eat it because I just don't eat it. If you offered me a gluten-free cookie, it would be a different story. But if it's it's not gluten-free, I will not eat it. And anyways, and that's, that's a habit, and that's what happens. Okay, so let's talk about the four laws of behavior change. So it's... It's altering and going in on each one of those four parts of the habit. And so the cue, you make your cue obvious. The craving, you make it appealing. Sorry, and this is for a po- to make a positive change, yes. just to be clear. This yeah. isn't trying to alter um, what habits. you would consider a negative habit. Yeah. It is to create a positive habit. Yeah. So the cue, make it obvious. The craving, make it appealing. Response, make it easy, reward, make it satisfying. And then to break a habit, you would invert that. So you would, um, so for example, the cue, you would make it, you would make it um, not obvious, obscure. You'd make it hard, hard to notice. Um, craving, make it unappealing. Response, make it hard. And reward, make it unenjoyable. Yeah. And so he talks about, like for example, he talked about if you are always wanting to watch Netflix f whenever and you find yourself always sitting down and like unable to stop watching Netflix um like put your remote in a different room or if that's if that's too easy if that's too easy and you find yourself do- doing it, he said unplug your TV or put your TV in a different room and it's not that you can't ever watch TV but you're not going to by default just sit down and watch because it's there well, it's like the people who delete. I feel like you do this sometimes. I don't yeah. do this because I don't know why, but <laughs> it's just not. It's not my tactic. That's why I don't do it. Who delete social media from their phone? And it's not that you're saying like I'm not allowed to use social media, yeah. but it's like I'm falling into it too much. It's because when I I'll go like cold turkey and just not get on. But it's the idea of like I can get on, but it's going to take more effort. Yeah. And so it just, just makes me think about it. I'm exactly, not doing it automatically. Which is exactly what he's getting at here. Like, make it a little bit harder so that it's not something that you're just doing without, you know, the, unwanted. Yes. Unwanted habits. Okay, so one thing I liked about the cue, 
he says that the cue can be most powerful when you attach it to a specific time and location. So he says, give yourself a plan for a habit you want to form. Um, I want to like use an example. I feel like we're going to be coming up with a hundred examples in this episode, but let's say like you want to run a half marathon. So you're going to form this habit of going running. And so he says the plan you're going to give yourself needs to be specific. Give yourself a time and a location. So I will, whatever your goal is, run at blank time in blank location. And it's really helpful if you have it stack. So if you every day when you wake up in the morning first thing you do is let's say brush your teeth so you you say like after and I, you already have that habit yep yeah yeah let's hope <laughs> yeah a habit you already have yes so after i brush my teeth i will put on my workout clothes and you know, put on my workout clothes in my closet and go running okay one thing that i found particularly relevant to me right now is he talks about how you have if you're going to a habit stack so if you're going to attach one habit to another one you have to make sure that it's the same consistency as the habit that you want to have so yes 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 I found that particularly relevant to me because there are so many days that just you know they're I mean they're dictated by my kids and they're not so consistent and so reliable but you know what I wake up every day. I brush my teeth every day. I go to the bathroom every day. Like there are things that I do every single day. And if I want to develop a habit that's every single day, I can attach it to that. And if I want a habit that's twice a week, I can say, okay, I'm going to drop off miles at preschool and then I'm going to do this. Right. But if there's a specific habit that I'm wanting to implement, because I notice that's something that's hard for me sometimes with like studying my scriptures. It's something that I want to do every single day, but it's difficult because you know I try and do it in the mornings and I try and do it right when I wake up but then but your morning right when you wake up may look different every single morning exactly like a lot of times I wake up to a kid and then I then I don't get to do it right when I wake up so right when I wake up isn't that was my cue and that's not really a good cue for me anymore because I can't do that all the time so I'm like okay I what's a better cue what's what's something that I do every single day that I can make it happen every single day at this time. Anyways, I I thought that that was a really good tip for moms because our schedules are so fluid, but there are points in every single day. You know, I put Lola down for a nap every day. Right. And then I put my kids down every single day. And this is one habit that is always hard for me. I put my kids down very I actually have worked hard to break this habit but it's something that I like find myself defaulting to still and I am honestly always working on it but I'll put my kids down and then I'll sit on my couch and just want to break for a second and then I'll just scroll on my phone 100% and then I've wasted way more time than I wanted and I'm so (laughs) and I'm so like bummed that I wasted my night yes and that totally happened so okay the cue is my kids are down that happens every single night I clean my kitchen so I can enjoy my time. Like that's what I that's what I want to do. And yeah. Anyways, that's a tip that I found especially. Yes. Relevant. No, I'm glad you brought that up. I I like that he mentioned that. Another thing that he talks about with the cue. So he says that you want for a habit you want to form, you want to make the cue obvious or make it visible is another way that he phrased that. And so I love. I mean, we've all heard this. Like you start taking a new supplement. 
to get used to taking it, leave it out on your counter. Yes. And then once it's, once it's a formed habit, then you can put it away. You know, so he even talked about like, I loved the example of you want to read more. He used that example a few times in the book. So you want to read more books, maybe your habit, maybe like the simpler habit rather than I'm going to read, you know, the simpler habit is after I make my bed, I'm going to set a book on my pillow. Okay. And so you're like setting, that's a really simple habit and it's setting you up for success. So it's like visible. You get into bed at the end of the night, it's sitting right there. You're going to read it. He talks about this a lot later in the book, but I feel like it's, yeah, it fits right here. So I want to bring it up now, but he talks about every habit you can condense into a two minute version. Oh my gosh. This no love. Did this not just feel so empowering? So, so like this could be an episode (laughs) because for me, I am a healthy person. I am someone that likes to work out. This is, and I'm speaking affirmations here. You know, this is the (laughs) the identity I want to have. Yes. I would love to run a half marathon Probably not this year, but next year. I w- that's something I would love to do. But you know what? The the thought of starting a habit that's going to have me ha- running a half marathon, like I'm not going to run a half marathon every day. Honestly, the thought of running like six miles right now feels really, really daunting. Right. So the two minute version of that habit is put on your running shoes. Put on your running shoes and you've like mentally done so much of the battle. What's another one he said? Like, Okay, he gave actually a really interesting, he told an interesting story. So he first said, for example, if you want the habit of working out at the gym more, he was like, then go to the gym and you you work out for two minutes and leave. And then he was like, okay, if you're the kind of person, he gave a number of examples, put on your running shoes, um, put the book on your pillow, you know, whatever. Just like basically the very first thing you would do if you were to do the habit you wanted. Okay, wait. Yes. The journaling one I found so fascinating. I don't know who was the example, but he said someone formed a habit of journaling simply by writing less than they wanted to every single day. Greg McEwen? Oh, did he talk about it too? He was the one we did his book. Yes, we totally did. I was going to say, I feel like I've heard heard that before. Yes, yes. But I thought that was, it just is so empowering. You know, you don't have to pour your life's heart soul onto the page. Just write a sentence, right. just do something. And if every day you are consistent and every single day you are casting these votes towards the identity that you want to have of a journal writer or a healthy eater or someone who moves their body or someone who is smart or well-read or whatever it is, you are, you can cast a vote toward that every single day and just Two minutes. two minutes. Two minutes. That's two minutes. all you have to do. Yes. And he was saying, so I loved this because as I was reading this two minute idea here, I was, th- I was thinking exactly what he then brought up next, which was, okay, but we all know I'm not going to put on my running shoes and I'm not go for done. a run. But that's the point. We all know I'm not going to go to the gym for two minutes and then leave. But I'm you've done there. the hard part by getting there. So no. So this is what he said that I thought was interesting. So he says, if you're the kind of person who is thinking... <laughs> that's not the real thing that's not the real goal here which was you yes. he was talking to you yes. Brittany Fry yes then he said I had a, I don't know if it was a friend or a client of his but they set a timer on their phone he was like then instead of saying oh I'm just gonna do my two minute habit and then we'll see what happens dot 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 no actually make it a rule I'm gonna do my two minute habit and then I'm not gonna do anything afterwards And he was like, you'll be like craving more and more. And he was saying he had a client who went to the gym, literally set a timer for two minutes, did two minutes, would leave. 
that it turned into five minutes. Then one day he like is looking around and he's like, I'm already here. I like feel pretty good. I'm just going to do a little bit more. And after a year, he had lost like a hundred pounds. Like it was so insane. Anyway, I loved that because I'm like, okay, you're right. Like you tell yourself, I'm going to write one line in my journal and that's all I'm allowed to write. All of a sudden I'm like yeah. stoked to write another line the next day. And then the next day I'm like, okay, maybe I actually really, really want to write two today. And here's the thing. You know, journaling can than, feel so, so, so overwhelming. Yep. But if at the end of the month you've written a sentence every single day, that's so much better than feeling paralyzed and having written zero. hundred percent. Yes. That's, that's me paralyzed, literally paralyzed. Love it. Okay. Um, okay. One tip that I thought was really valuable as we're going through and analyzing our own lives and realizing what things are we doing automatically that we want to change or add. And he talks about something he calls pointing and calling your habits. Yeah. So saying, okay, I just put my kids down. I am going to sit on this couch and scroll on my phone. Is that really what I want to do? You have to call it out and realize what you want to do to change it or if you want to change it. And I actually found myself doing this the other night. It was after dinner. It's like, I should eat something sweet. It's after dinner. I want to eat something sweet. And I thought about it. I'm like, I actually don't, that doesn't even sound good. Like I have a huge sweet tooth, but I, it, it sounded gross to me. I'm, I'm pregnant and I just was going to eat it hundred percent out of habit. And I was like, I don't even want that. And I, I think there's just so much value in realizing, okay, I'm doing something on automatic. Autopilot. Yes, yeah. on autopilot. Yeah. Do I want this or do I not? And it, how do I break this habit? Yeah, I, this is, okay, side note, this is one thing I loved about this book that this is why I would recommend it is beyond just giving really helpful tips. It was actually a really interesting book to read. He yeah, has tons of fun, interesting anecdotes that I feel like every chapter I'm like, wow, that was a crazy story. Or like, whoa, that's an interesting person. Anyway, so that was one thing I loved about this pointing and calling is he talked about, like, that's what made me think. Uh, he talked about in Japan, how they point and yes. call for the trains and have... I know, I didn't see them do that. Now I'm sad I didn't I read know. it. I know, yeah. I mean, I did read it before, but I didn't remember to look. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they're just slacking. I mean... <laughs> I probably just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> but he just basically talked about how the train system in Japan is so insanely safe. And efficient. Yes, extremely efficient. And as other countries have adopted simpler because they're very extreme about like physically pointing and calling it to an employee. And then he was saying, as other countries have adopted simpler versions of this technique, their, um, accident, accident rates have gone way, way down. So that was, I loved that example of how effective just verbally and physically pointing out your habits can be because yes. obviously we're doing them on autopilot without realizing it. Okay, so I'm going to move on to craving. So he talked about something called temptation bundling, which he talked about how the craving is what you want to do to form a good habit, habit is to make it attractive. So he said temptation bundling is coupling something you need to do with something you want to do. And I thought, I do this all the time. Same. I need to do the dishes. And so I will couple it with, I get to listen to my audiobook. <laughs> That's or... what, 100% what I was going to say. That's <laughs> how I get through my dishes. <laughs> I think as I was taking this note, I was thinking about you <laughs> because I know we both do that. Or, um, yeah, like turning on, for me, a lot of times it'll be like turning on music 
when I'm feeling, you know, when I'm cooking and I'm feeling like, and this is kind of a chore. Yes. Like turn on music all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is really enjoyable. Anyway, so or if I, like I have a show I want to watch, I'll ride my bike or not yes. a stationary bike to be clear. While I watch a show. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny visual um okay and then he said you can combine habit stacking and temptation bundling by saying after i eat dinner the habit you currently have i will clean the kitchen the habit you want to have and after i clean the kitchen i will and then a habit you like so, or it could even be while I clean the kitchen, I will. Um, so how about I like, read, listen to my audiobook, whatever. Anyway, that's a very effective way, coupling something you already do and really love with something that you want, a new habit that you want to form. Yes. Okay, something else he talked about that I love, it was a quote from Voltaire, which was, the best is the enemy of the good. And I loved this idea because this is me. We talked about being paralyzed and I do this very very much and he basically just said like don't sit around trying to figure out the best way to do something these habits like I loved this idea that these are atomic habits they're tiny tiny little things and the best thing you can do is just start doing it even if it's a two-minute version even if it's not the quality that you want to be putting out if you want to start journaling and you want these really beautiful you know journal entries for your children one day maybe you're frustrated that you're only writing one line, but he was like, that one line is getting you so much farther than sitting around thinking about the best journal entry that you could form. Okay. We have to talk about the photography class example he gave, because I found this so interesting and I was really surprised. So he talks about a professor who taught a photography class and he split his class into halves and he told half of the class, your grade will be based on one photograph that you present at the end of the semester. And that's how you'll be graded. And the other half of the class, he said, your grade will be based on quantity. You will, did he say 100? No, he didn't say 100. It wasn't, it just they're graded based on how many photos. Oh yeah, Yeah, they're graded based on how many photos they turn in. So if they turn in 100, they get an A. If they turn in 90, they get a B, so on and so forth. And he said that when he got the photos back from his class, it was, undeniable that the quantity portion of his class gave better produced better work yeah, they produced better photos every one of the best photos from the class was submitted was, from the quantity section of the class and I was so interested by that because I thought well of course the people are putting who are putting so much thought into the composition and the lighting and making sure everything is perfect in one photo of course those would be better photos but turns <laughs> out the people who were doing more but with less precision, we're actually creating a better result. And that's really inspiring and encouraging to someone who feels like I, I don't have perfection in me. I can't be perfect at anything. I'm not going to be the fastest half marathon runner. I'm not going to create the best podcast on the entire planet. (laughs) No, totally. Okay. That makes me laugh because I feel like I say this all of the time. (laughs) I say this all the time about me and you. And Johnny and I talk about this all the time. I'm like, I overthink and Paris overdoes. I'm like, (laughs) and it's the perfect compliment, I think. But honestly, I feel like I'm getting the better end of the deal. Oh my gosh. Because I'm the perfectionist who, and I thought this, so he called it motion versus action, where motion, 
he says is what it, it can be um you can be deceived into thinking it's action so for example um let's say you want to start a new business and so you email somebody and ask them like their opinion on it or ask like an inside scoop on such and such and he said that's motion that will set you up to act but a lot of times we will just do a whole lot of motion and never any action and we confuse we think oh i'm really moving forward in this thing i've emailed this person i made a phone call to that person and i've really you know laid out my plans here that's what it is is laying out plans i've really laid out my plans and like i'm really moving forward when in fact you're not actually acting at all and so he just was saying like don't confuse motion for action you need to act and i thought perfectionists are the people who confuse motion for action like that is so classic that is me and i overthink everything and paris is like nope we're doing it we're moving we are acting on this (laughs) anyway and i just love that it's such a great reminder because like for example the podcast we i keep using this example but you know i was the one who was like oh my gosh i want to edit every single sentence coming out of my mouth and i don't know if this is the right way to do it and etc cetera, etc cetera. and paris is like we got to get an episode out every week and i want to start it on this date and let's get going and now i get a look back and think oh my gosh two and a half years of recording and look how look how much we've grown and look at this community we've grown, et cetera, et cetera. But if I had just sat around planning the entire time, we would have never actually made that growth. Yes. He talks about how sometimes you just need to get your reps in because you want to make that muscle memory of the habit. And so, you know, for example, going on a run, you might not be the pace you want. You might not feel good. I think he says at one point, like, your bad workout days are the most important yeah, because you just need to be there and be going and you're maybe not the fastest, but you're out there. You're making that habit. You're making that muscle memory, which is, you know, just again, casting votes toward your identity. And that's, what's making the difference. Yeah. Something else that you just said that remind that, um, reminded me of something else you brought up was when he said, something about your bad, like, yeah, he did. He mentioned your bad days are the most important ones or something like that. Okay. So one of the things that he brought up in the book was like, what do you do when you fall off the horse, right? When you get sick and you're not doing your habits because you're in bed all week or whatever it is. He was like, that is the most important time and you need to have a plan for how you move forward. Anyway, you can kind of make a rule for yourself, but I loved that one of the things that he talked about was his personal rule is he lets himself miss a habit once, but not twice. And he was like, you miss it once in a row. Yeah. Twice in a row. Yeah. He was like, you miss it once. Something came up. You miss it twice in a row. All of a sudden you're forming a bad habit. Yes. Now you're, you're forming another habit. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was interesting. He said habits form on frequency, not on time. Yeah. So I might think, Oh, over the course of three months I'm gonna have this habit but not if you're not doing it every day a hundred percent okay yes this was such an interesting (laughs) this was such an interesting part to me yes I loved that that you think I think our society is set up in such a way that we think of everything in time Mm -hmm. you know in a month I'll be so much better at such and such in in a year look at all the time I'll have to do this but he was like, it's not the time that determines your improvement. It is frequency. Anyway, that was that was a great reminder for me. Of okay. like, you want to get progressively better, make it a habit that you do every day. 
If it's something that's not like so urgent, okay, make it a habit. You know, if this is something that I want to improve, but not priority, yeah. maybe it's a weekly habit. Maybe it's not a daily habit. You okay. Know? Along those lines, he talks about how as a culture, we are so obsessed with goals. And he says, you know, everyone has the same goals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the person who finishes first and the person who finishes last, their goal was the same. Yeah. But their habits were not the same. And that was kind of a wake up call for me because I focus on my goals. But honestly, my goals right now, just to be perfectly like <laughs> transparent, like they they feel a little bit obscure. You know, it's like what I what am I working towards? Like I Right. I'm just trying to have like a good, happy life and like raise my kids. And I, I do want to have goals and I think it's important to be working toward things, but you know, I'm in a very, very involved phase of life to the point where my goals, they don't feel very impressive. Right. But you know what? I want my habits to be pushing me towards that person that I want to become. Totally. I have a person that I want to become, but not necessarily like a concrete list of goals that I want to achieve, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So I just really like that thought of, okay, what are, what are my habits? Because I have a lot of control over those. And, you know, I, I do, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like I don't have goals because I do. It's just, I mean, I could really go on a tangent here, but (laughs) no, I liked where this was going. (laughs) Anyways, it's all about, it all comes down to our habits and that slight shift in direction of, I am someone who puts on my workout clothes every single day and I'm becoming a person who takes care of their body every single day, a little bit more because I'm putting on my workout clothes. Uh Okay. No, I love, I love what you were saying. And I think this is actually this, this part about, um, frequency is where the two minute, two minute rule came in. Right. Because he was saying like, you want to become the master of the art of showing up, just show up for yourself, show up for that person that you want to be. And that is such a powerful thought for me. Yes. And I even think that, you know, sometimes we get paralyzed. I'm thinking, okay, what if you are someone who wants to feel like they have a ton of friends? You know, that can feel really daunting. But you know what that means? When someone invites you to something, you show up. Right. And you don't have to be perfect and nothing has to be perfect, but you have to show up and you have to reach out and do those things. Um, Okay. And speaking of friendships, I just have to mention this too I thought it was so fascinating he talks about the value in surrounding yourself with people that you have something in common with but also have a habit that you would like to develop or hone or be better at and he said he gave the statistic that when one partner loses weight a third of the time the other one does just by proximity and I've noticed that Pierce has been on a real health journey the past year and I I've always tried to be healthy and I value my health, but I have, he's really, really dived deep. And I, I have noticed I am eating healthier just by being around him. Like I'm not making any necessarily huge lifestyle changes, but just by proximity. And I found that really interesting. And that applies everywhere. Oh, totally. Yeah. And that does make you, don't you love the thought of, you hear that, um, Oh, what's that phrase? Or the the thought of like you become like the five, five people, people that you spend the most. most. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I love that thought. And anyway, oh, this was something else that kind of goes with that though. On the flip side of that, I feel like they go hand in hand. But 
it made me think he actually talks about how you should tailor your goals to your personality. Yes, I thought this was so interesting. Wasn't that interesting? Yes. Okay, I love this. And I don't know why this felt like a breakthrough. Maybe I've just been feeling like personally, I think a lot of pressure, um, not from anyone but myself. And so anyway, I've kind of had this thought circling for a couple of weeks. But I was thinking about this in terms of habits that... I think it can be really easy, especially in, okay, there is like a cultural movement. I have so many thoughts right now. (laughs) There is like this cultural movement. Um, I think like wellness is a part of it. And I don't know, there's just a lot of things going into this, but especially with social media, I've noticed and like TikTok and reels, this is like very specific of, of, um, like, this is what you need to do to be healthy. This is what you need to do to be productive. This is what you need to do to be successful financially. This is what you need to do to be a good mom. Anyway, so helpful, right? So, so helpful. But <laughs> I end my day, and it's not necessarily because of this, but I end my day saying to Johnny almost every day, I'm like, there are not enough hours. There's not enough hours to do all of the things I want to do. And it's just made me realize that it could be so easy to sit down and be like, I need a goal of this and this and this and this and this, just because I feel like I should have a goal of this and this and this. And not that you don't want to do those things, but you feel like those are the things that everyone's supposed to be doing. These are the habits everyone's supposed to form. And anyway, in thinking about like the five people you spend the most time with, it just made me realize that like, we are all so different. Like me and my five best friends are so drastically different that obviously our five or our habits are not all going to be the same. The list of the way we spend our day is not going to be the same. Our goals are not going to be the same. And some of them are, but they can look different and they should look different. And I don't know why I've had it in my head of like, oh, this friend is so good at that. I have to be so good at that too. Or like, you know, I don't know. I think there's just something wonderful about appreciating something. And maybe it does make you want to improve in a certain way, but that doesn't mean it has to become a priority. And that also doesn't mean it has to be on your list of habits that you need to start forming. You know what I mean? No, I completely agree. And I love that he took the time to say, okay, choose habits that align with your strengths and disposition. He talked about, you know, reading. If you want to be a reader, if you want to fall in love with reading, but you love reading steamy romance novels, don't force yourself to read self-help. Like read what you like to read and fall in love with reading and make that habit. Like let yourself do what you're drawn to. If if it's a vote towards your identity of being a reader, you should totally do that. And I thought, I thought that about exercising. You know, I love to exercise. I don't really love lifting weights. I love going on walks and playing tennis and playing pickleball and going on hikes and Pilates like that's the kind of exercise I love so why would I try and force myself to fit into this version of exercise when you know this is super healthy and this is what I enjoy and you know this is these are my strengths right and we all have our own strengths let's play to our strengths and form habits based off that you know we don't all need to be like making sourdough every day unless like that's your passion <laughs> the sourdough why I, was why was that such a good example <laughs> I did I made one sourdough loaf and I was like I don't think that this is for me it was the same thing with sewing like okay, I think wait, I thought I wanted to be a sewer so and I good. don't you're so good at just like being like yeah nope we're gonna nip this in the bottom right now it's because I'm not a perfectionist <laughs> I'm always like but I feel like I should force this I fo- I should force this thing <laughs> no I loved that okay okay getting back on track here um what was I thinking okay we talked about 
the making it easy that okay. was like we talked about make- oh yes did you have something about that well this is uh, yeah kind of no sure, I mean, it sure. kind of all yes. goes together yes. but um he talked about how most of the habits that we want to develop i guess this doesn't really go with easy it makes it or it goes more with um the reward of make it making it satisfying yeah but he talks about how most of the habits that we want to develop that we are aspiring towards they don't feel good short term they feel good long term and you know the habit of me sitting on my couch scrolling for a minute it doesn't feel good long term but it feels really good in the short term just to chill and let my brain be mushed for a second it feels good in the short term but he gave the example of okay if you are someone who wants to form the habit of cooking at home you can figure out a way to make that feel good in the short term so you can use that trick for your brain so Okay, every so he said he gave this example of a couple who every time they ate in instead of eating out, they put fifty dollars in an account that yeah. was for a trip to Europe, and it was a vote. It, he said it's important that it's a vote towards your identity, so it's not like yeah, this was a good. I, was I, it's a an great important clarification. clarification. Yeah. yeah, so it's not okay. I'm a healthy person, so I'm going to work out, and then after I get a donut, <laughs> that it doesn't work like that. But he can say okay after, <laughs> which I felt so seen in that moment. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm like okay, I would have done that. So thank you. <laughs> But it can be another vote towards that. So, okay, if I work out, if I work out today, I'm going to put $10 in an account to get a massage or it doesn't always have to be putting money in the account. It could be, if I do this, I'm going to go for a walk or if I do these dishes, I'm going to let myself read because it's already, yes, something that I already love. Something really enjoyable that you can do immediately after. That's a short-term reward and then you obviously are getting the long-term reward of whatever you're wanting yes I loved that point and vice versa he does go through every single one of these make it let's see okay make it obvious make it attractive make it easy make it satisfying he goes through and gives opposite examples if you feel like you have a bad habit which to be honest I felt like the only area that that like super applied was phone use I feel like everyone could yes because that's just it's and he talks about phone use a lot throughout the book but that's the easiest habit I would say that we have in in our society is we sit down and get on our phone or like social media well, use so or whatever easy. yes it's it's so all easy. of those things it's all of those things it's easy it's satisfying it's attractive and oh and it's obvious it's sitting in front of us all day long so yep. it's a, that's why it's like such a habit anyway so he does go through and give opposite examples if there's like a bad habit that you want to break okay did you think it was so interesting that he took a minute to talk about one-time actions that can be a vote towards your identity I thought that was so interesting do you want to talk about that yes I loved those I wish I had a picture of that page I I don't but I have a few I remember a few that he talked about so he basically goes on to say that there are several one-time actions that they don't even have to be habits, but one-time actions that you can do today that will be make a big difference and something that you kind of have forever Yeah, I, that I affect who you want to be. So for example, he said, if you it's want like to be- It's kind of like a barrier of entry thing. Like yes. once you've done it, it's way easier. You don't have to commit to it all the time. But well, that first initial thing is like a big yes. deal. Yes, like he talked about, okay, you want to be a better sleeper. Like that's a habit. Do you want to be a better sleeper? Okay, buy a better mattress. And yeah. every single night, will you'll have a better night's sleep. Or you want to be healthier, buy a water filter. 
you'll be healthier. Yeah. And just things like that. Like you can do things. You have a lot of power to do one thing that will have a long lasting effect. Okay. And I thought that was interesting that he took the time to talk about it that. It was because it's true. One thing. And he was saying like, if everyone just did half of the things on this list, like I'm sure their life would be happier or better. I don't remember how he phrased it. Okay. We'll a post, year from now. We'll post the list. Yeah. One of the things I thought was funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny and just I was like not applicable for my phase of life things though <laughs> was he said you want to be happier that was one of them you want to be happier or like improve mental health get a dog I was like yeah not gonna work right now <laughs> thanks for the idea but but I did think that was cute I it, was that was cute. Cute. <laughs> it was cute it was cute okay also at the end of the book <clears throat> he talked about something that I really liked and it applied to another book I'm reading right now that Avery Harding mentioned on her episode be where you're she called it's called be where your feet are and since she recommended it I've started reading it and I'm working through it slowly because it's one of it's like you want to implement the things in it so anyway it's been on my nightstand I've been working through it at the very beginning of the book he has you do um like a personal statement and fill out two phrases about yourself. And now I'm like drawing a blank on what one of them is, but they're, they're phrases like you can count on me to dot, 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 fill it in. And it can be as long as you want. And then the other one is I'm the kind of person who dot, 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 something like that. Anyway, I thought about this in the book. It connected really well because he was saying how at the beginning he talks about how important it is to have, um, like a strong sense of, of who you want to be and also how attaching pride to a good habit is actually very positive because then you don't want to miss. You want to be very consistent in that thing. Anyway, but then at the end of the book, he talks about how your identity needs to be a little bit more fluid and actually being too rigid in one way. Like life throws you curveballs and being too rigid in one way can actually set you back in terms of in terms of habits, let's say he gave the example of like you're vegan and then for whatever reason you have to change your diet. And that if you have identified as like, I'm a vegan, that that can be like so, so difficult. And did that feel wildly applicable? Yes. What I thought was interesting about this is it's like, where do you find the balance between being, being so certain in who you are and really getting a sense of self and, and, being proud of who you are, but then also not letting that be too rigid or too firm. Anyway, so then the example he gave was, and I loved this, he said, instead of saying, I'm a CEO, I'm a vegan, I'm a athlete, athlete, I'm the kind of person who dot, 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 I'm a CEO, I'm the kind of person who is responsible, who you can count on, who gets their work done. I'm a vegan, I'm the kind of person who cares about animals, who is healthy, who watches what I eat. I'm an athlete. I'm the kind of person who takes care of my body, who prioritizes movement, who, anyway, I loved that. Rather than identifying as something like so rigid and so clear that, um, that doesn't allow for a lot of flexibility, you should start identifying as the kind of person who, and then you can rather than um, looking at these like very tangible or, um, almost like materialistic or worldly achievements, you can really place more value on your goals and, um, the values that you really want to prioritize in your life. Anyway, that felt very pertinent to me. So I wanted to mention that. No, I love that. And I think especially, you know, those of us that are moms, 
that's so easy to just be. My identity is I am a mom. I am a mom. And we can shift that. I mean, there are a million different things that we can be besides a mom. But even we can be, I am someone who cares for the people around me and nurtures those in my life or whatever you want that to be, whatever your goals are. But I think the thing I loved most about this book is just the opportunity it gave me to reflect on, okay, what person do I want to become? And what am I doing every day that is bringing me closer to be that person? And what am I doing that is not a vote toward that identity? And I love that he gave me really tangible ways to uproot those and also ways to implement things that will change me. Yeah, I agree. Any, any last thoughts? Honestly, that's that's it. I think we shared. I mean, I, I definitely could talk for another hour, but I won't. <laughs> no, I love this. Anyway, okay, well, we highly recommend highly recommend reading and hope that you enjoyed this episode if you enjoy listening to kindred conversations it would mean so much if you would rate and review us on your preferred listening platform and also it means the world when you share on social media so thanks so much for listening and we look forward to being with you next week